This evening during Lent, we are going to uh, interview various characters from the personages from the Bible. And so we begin this evening in our interviews. Crossroads. They are there for all of us. We may move along from day to day easily, walking in the sunshine, enjoying the view, feeling at peace, and then it comes. A crossroad. A choice point. There we stand, frozen. Which way now? Right? Left? Straight ahead? What waits down each of those choices? Which way does our heart call us to go? Which makes sense? Which is God's way? The answers are not easy. A crossroad can bring daunting spiritual pain. And it can bring us to our knees. This evening, let's interview one for whom crossroads came often and came painfully. Let's ask King David if he can give us any insight into what a crossroad can mean for us and how we can go about choosing the right way. As you may recall, David was the greatest of the kings of Israel. He was a remarkable man, chosen to be king while still a child. He won fame by defeating a huge Philistine giant with only a slingshot. He was a fierce warrior, often violent, and yet crafty enough to escape his enemies by pretending to be insane. He was noted as a musician and poet, and many of his poems are still a part of the book of Psalms. Some of those Psalms revealed his overwhelming life struggles against enemies, against his own weaknesses, and even against his own son. David is truly a man for the ages. David, I welcome you. Thank you, Pastor. I hope you enjoy our surroundings some 3,000 years later, but you've preserved fairly well. <laughs> it's good to have you with us. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, yes, and I, I want to say this is uh, much nicer than I'm, than I'm used to, and you, you have your studio audience here, so uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to this conversation. And you enjoy being in the spotlight as, I do. as a king. I do, I do. Well, as you know, I was king for, uh, for many years in Israel. I was chosen while I was still just a boy and struggled a lot to achieve my throne. I had to escape the murderous plans of King Saul. Then I had to escape from the camp of my enemies. I fought many, many bloody battles. And I'm a pretty smart guy, so I was able to outwit my opponents, standing against the plots of evil men and more. I was king, but the task was never as easy as I made it look. I could not have done it alone. Alone? Who did you have with you? Well, I had God with me. I cherished his love for me, his protection and guidance. Many times I came to points of despair over all the evil that surrounds us, the threats on my life, even rebellion by my own son, Absalom. But God stood with me. Well, almost all the time. 
What do you mean almost all the time? Was there ever a time that God left you alone? Oh, no, no, no. He never left me alone. Like a faithful shepherd, he was always there. Always waiting, always seeking me out, calling me back, keeping me safe. The only problem came about is when I chose to follow my own selfish ways. Your selfish ways, with all the advantages that you had with your wealth and your power, your constant victories over your enemies, you strayed? That hardly seems possible. Huh. Possible? Let me tell you, it was too possible. I served a good God, but I am not always a good man. You may find this hard to believe, but I tend to be full of myself. I tend to think... Uh, I, I can see why he gave me this part. <laughs> so you were saying you were full of yourself? Yeah. It, <laughs> tend to be. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> it hardly seems possible. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Oh. Hang on a minute. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> yes. Uh, I'm not a very good man. I tend to take care of things my own way. Uh, I tend to believe in all the phrases that people cry out to me. And uh, I just sometimes don't think I need anybody else. So you sort of turn your own way. Well, those crossroads, you know what they are, the choice points. Sometimes it's too easy to choose a path that seems to be calling, that seems convenient, that seems satisfying. Can you give us an example? Well, sure. I'm, I'm not very proud of this, but to my shame, I once had a man murdered so I could take his wife. I mean, I know that sounds terrible, and it was. But at the time, my eyes saw something I thought would bring me happiness and contentment. And at the crossroads, I chose to get what my eyes had seen, what my heart desires, and what my power allowed me to take. So you thought it would bring you happiness, but did it make you happy? The choice I made at that crossroads, it made me miserable. When the prophet Nathan accused me, I was crushed, and I could have run, could have escaped until the result of my own choice, but God did not let me. What do you mean, he didn't let you? Well, when I realized what I had done, how I had sinned, how I had chosen my selfish way, God put another crossroads in my way. Which way now, David, he seemed to say, which way will you follow? And there, on my knees, I knew that there was only one way for me. From my heart, with confidence in God's forgiving love, I chose the path of repentance. There was nothing else to do. When I kept my sin inside me, when I refused to seek the crossroads that God was putting in my way, 
when I refused to get on my knees, I suffered real pain. My bones wasted away through the, my groaning all day long. And you felt God calling you back? Well, his hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up as by the summer heat. But there is this miracle. I was not left on my knees in pain to suffer the result of my choice, the result of my sin. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and he forgave the iniquity of my sin. And it did not happen just once. Every time I got to the crossroads of my own foolishness, my own weakness, my own sinfulness, God was there to forgive, to stand me up again and give me strength to choose his way. Thank you, David, for your insight and your honesty. Thank you for your help. Of course, we know that David is not alone. All of us could stand in his place. All of us could recount the times when we made the choice that we regretted. When we followed our own way and when we felt the hand of God, perhaps the touch of his spirit, perhaps through the voice of another person calling us back. Today is Ash Wednesday and we receive a mark of ashes on our foreheads. This is not only a reminder that we are mortal, going from ashes to ashes. It is also a reminder that we are marked by sin. We come to confront our own frailty, our own spiritual need, and we are assured that God is here, that he is coming after us to forgive us. And that coming after us to forgive us is what King David experienced. As David was alluding to in his interview with us, you remember that he fell in love with Bathsheba, that from his rooftop he saw her bathing, and he had a general fighting with him who was Bathsheba's husband, Uriah. And that's the person he had killed. He also got Bathsheba pregnant. It doesn't say that it was consensual and that it could have been rape. But that's why he had Uriah killed. Because he told Uriah to sleep with his wife before going off into battle, <coughs> trying to cover up the fact that she was pregnant. And he wouldn't do it because at that time it was taboo to have any relationships before going into battle. So David arranged it so that he was put on the front lines and that he would die. So the one choice led into another choice, which led into another choice, which led to another choice. And how many times has that happened with us? When we make one choice and all of a sudden that slope just takes almost a 90 degree turn. But God is coming after us the same way that he came after King David. Through the prophet Nathan, Nathan went to King David and made up a story. There's a man, King David, who stole, who had five sheep. 
and someone stole one of his sheep. And King David righteously says, Who is that man? I'll have him killed. Nathan says, It's you. It's you. And right then, David knew what he had done. It's sort of like what Martin Luther calls in the Garden of Eden after they've eaten the apple from the tree. He says, maybe Adam and Eve simply heard the rustle of leaves and they thought it was the voice of God saying, where are you? Because of their conscience. So David writes Psalms and we're going to be reading one of them in a few moments about how he lays awake at night on his pillow being bitten and just eaten up by this guilt that he felt. But thanks be to God through the prophet Nathan, through friends who approach us, through perhaps God's word where we recognize who we are as sinners and that God receives us through his son Jesus Christ into his kingdom as forgiven and pure through his son. Thank you, David, for being with us this evening. Well, thank you very much. If you're interested in knowing more about Jesus Christ or about Grace Lutheran Church, please go to www.gracealoneonline.org. You can email us at gracealoneonline at gmail.com.